Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Glojo. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and it is wonderful to have you here today. I'm really excited to share this episode. It's always interesting to see where a thought and an idea will lead to. You know, when I first was planning on recording this episode today, I thought I was going to talk about something completely different. And before you know it, all of a sudden I have this episode that ties in tennis and Aristotle and health benefits and happiness and living a fulfilled life. And we talk about hedonia, which isn't quite hedonism, but similar to hedonism and eudonia and what the heck this all means. So if any of that piqued your interest, continue listening because this is going to be a fun episode. This is a soul bite, which means it is a solo episode. It is just you and me here today. And this is where I really share my musings and thoughts and things that I ponder. And I'd like to say that it's wisdom from my soul to yours. So let's get this party started. And I want to start out by asking you a simple question. When is the last time you tried something completely new? Completely new. Something that challenged you to think, act, or do things differently. Something that challenged your mind. Something that challenged your muscles in a new way. Something that challenged your coordination. For me, I've recently taken up tennis and this is the new thing that is challenging me way more than I ever would have guessed. As someone who once considered themselves relatively athletic, you would think that I've never like done anything athletic in my entire life. When I step onto that court, it's like everything gets crisscrossed. My mind can't keep up with my body. My body doesn't know what it's supposed to be doing. And I actually, like, I'm not very good at it. I kind of suck. And guess what? I really don't care because I'm having so much fun doing it. And it's in the process of learning something new and learning how to train my mind and my body to interact with each other in this new way that's actually bringing me so much joy. And it was when I was in my tennis lesson last night, I was out on the court. I probably should have been thinking about the ball that was flying my way and hitting that. But I was out on the court and I was thinking about like, huh, even though I suck, this is so much fun. And I think that the old me would have beat myself up and I would have compared myself to my friend who I take tennis lessons with, who is hands down just a natural and way better than me. And I would have felt less than and all had all these stories around it. That's not the case at all. Like I literally go 
I do my thing. I show up. I'm present for the most part, aside from thinking about like why this is so much fun, even though I, I suck so much. And I just knew last night there's something here. There's something here that I need to talk about. So today I sat down and I did some research about learning new things and the benefits that come from learning new things. And I'm really excited to share those benefits with you today. Now, there are so many things that I could have chosen to talk about. So I am keeping it as succinct as possible. I am going to review three main benefits of trying new things. And I first, I just want to say before we dive into this, that I've always considered myself to be someone who does try new things on a regular basis. And I do learn new things on a regular basis. But what I realized is that I will learn new things in the same way or in the same realm, or I'll try new things in the same way or in the same realm. So let's say I'll try a new recipe, like a new cooking recipe. Or I'll go for a walk in a new, in a new direction. I'll, I'll try something new, but it's not actually challenging the way my, we'll say like my mind and my body interact with each other or the way I really have to show up. And in the work that I do, I do online product development and I work with a ton of experts. I'm always working with different personalities and different expertise levels and in different industries. And so. I've always thought I, I'm always learning. I'm being challenged on a regular basis. And while that's true, it's usually my mind and it's usually theory based. And I am sitting at my desk. My bum is in this chair that now has an imprint of my ass in it because I have sat here so much over the last year and a half. And I have my hands on the keyboard. I've got my system. I work with these experts. I extract their information and I know how to take what they share and turn it into a product. And so even though I've been learning all of these new things, I'm doing it in a way that's very familiar and not necessarily challenging. Yes, I'm challenged, but I'm not challenged in what I would say this whole body type of way that I'm being challenged in tennis, or I'm not being challenged in a completely new way. And I just have to say, I'm finding so much satisfaction in being challenged by tennis and doing something new and actually not being good at something. So the fact that I'm loving doing something that I really suck at is what inspired this episode today because I think at one point in time, or maybe not, but I'd like to think at one point in time, I wouldn't have enjoyed, I wouldn't have enjoyed it so much, but for whatever reasons, I really am. And I thought, huh, there has to be something to it. And guess what? It turns out there is something to it. And that's what I'm going to share with you right now. So here we go. All right. So there are definitely more than three benefits for doing something new, but I've chosen three to focus on today. The first one is super short and sweet. Your workouts are more effective when you switch things up. So if you're someone who has done a regular exercise routine before, you've been in the gym, pumping those weights, pumping that iron, and you do this for a consistent amount of time, to begin with, you get a lot of results. And then you start to plateau. This is very, very common. It happens to most people who do something the same consistently for a while. And you start to plateau because your body, your mind, and your muscles 
become used to the same activity. It's predictable. They know what to expect. They're not being stretched or challenged in new ways as much as they were to begin with. So you're not getting the results. So when you start to do something new that challenges you physically, you are going to get better results. And so that's the first benefit. Super short and sweet. Now let's go on to the second one. And we're building up to the third one, which is my favorite, by the way. But the second one is pretty good too. (laughs) So here's the second benefit of doing something new. You can change your brain for the better. Yep, it's true. You can actually train and change your brain for the better when you try new things and when you learn new things. So there is more and more research on neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity refers to the adaptability or in, or in some ways, I guess you could say the moldability of our minds. And so this is really good news for us because what they found is that our minds are not set in stone. They are, we could say, almost like Play-Doh or like putty. They're moldable. It is scientifically proven that we have the ability to change our minds. And when we change our minds, we change our behaviors. And when we change our behavior, we change our minds and our moods and our overall well-being and the way we think all for the better. Well, I guess it doesn't always have to be for the better, but when you do it intentionally, you can change your mind for the better. And there are a whole slew of benefits that come from that. So when we learn something new, what's happening is that we are forming new neural pathways in our minds or new grooves in our minds. Let's say you're out in the forest and, or if you grew up where there's lots of snow, you're walking out in the snow. And if it's the first time you've done it, it's going to be a little more difficult. There's going to be trees and more debris, or there's going to be a lot of snow that you're going to have to hike through to really start to form that path. Then once you walk through that way again, it becomes easier and easier and you've formed this new pathway. This is how it works in our minds. And so the benefit of doing something new is that we're training our minds to be meldable, <laughs> to meld and, and to bend and to be flexible. And this is good news because it means that we can start to change those unhealthy habits or change those behaviors, change those thought programs that are deeply ingrained in our mind. And so when we learn something new, what we're doing is we're firing those neurons and those neurons and those synapses are connecting and they're forming these new pathways. And by doing this, we change our brain's default mode of operation. When we learn to do this in one area, it becomes easier to do it in another area. So I don't know about you, but that's really exciting for me because if I can get on that tennis court and swing that racket and hit some balls, no matter where they go, but have fun and show up and be present and do something new. And by doing that, going back to the first benefit, my body is doing a new activity. So I'm getting greater health benefits just by showing up. Secondly, I'm learning something new. So I'm actually using my mind in a new way and I'm starting to create these new neural grooves and that benefits me in a lot of ways. I mean, it's a win-win. But now onto the third one. Now, the third benefit, and this is what I was feeling when I was out on the court last night. And it's really cool to see the research I did, kind of the rabbit hole that I went down and 
I'm really excited to share this with you. So here's what I found. When you learn something new or try something new, you can experience more true fulfillment. And I believe that at the very core of us beings, we are searching true fulfillment. But a lot of times we get it confused and we search for the quick fixes, the easy fixes. We'll search for the sweet life versus the fulfilled life. And I know personally, I've spent a lot of time seeking out the sweet life and living the sweet life. And while yes, it's sweet, it's fleeting. It isn't lasting. It's something that comes and goes so quickly. And while you're left with a great memory, it doesn't have this deeper resonance that imprints you on the inside. So in my research, I came across a few articles. The first one I'm going to reference was on wonderlust.com and they referenced cognitive psychologist Gary Marcus. And essentially he writes about the benefits of learning and trying new things and the positive impact it has on our personal growth as well as our health. So here's what they say. According to Marcus, As Aristotle realized, there is a difference between the pleasures of the moment, which is called hedonia. This is where the whole concept of hedonism comes in, which can definitely be enticing and pleasurable and fun and, you know, that escapism all in the moment. And on the other side, the satisfaction that comes from constantly developing and living one's life to the fullest. This is called eudaimonia. In recent years, scientists have finally begun to study eudaimonia. Research suggests that the greater sense of purpose and personal growth associated with eudaimonia correlates with lower cortisol levels, better immune function, and more efficient sleep. So this is the first thing that I came across, and I was like, huh, Well, isn't that fascinating? Seeking the pleasure in the moment, and this is something that I've talked a lot about in in past episodes, how we live in a society that is really about the instant gratification and the quick fixes, which I'd say is the hedonia side or the hedonistic side. And then there's the eudaimonia, which comes from you know living one's life to the fullest and from constantly developing. So this is where I went down the rabbit hole. And I'm going to just pull up another article that I found here and and read a couple of things and share it with you. So the next article that I'm referencing is from mapalicious.com, <laughs> the German side of positive psychology. So a lot of this relates to positive psychology. This is from Dr. Nico Rose. And basically what he says is feel good versus feel purpose. Hedonia and eudaimonia as separate but connected pathways to happiness. He has this great chart that he shows and on the one on the left vertical axis is it says hedonia feel good and it you know goes from the bottom to the top then on the horizontal axis or axis it says eudaimonia and this is feel purpose. And then in the lower left-hand corner, it says the void life. In the upper left-hand corner, it says the sweet life. And this is where I think so much of society strives to live, or at least in North America. 
Then on the right lower corner, it says the dry life. And on the upper right corner, it says the fulfilled life. And this is actually what we want to aim for. Now, I don't know about you, but seeing this visually, and I know you don't see it, but you can go to the show notes and click through. There was something about seeing this where I'm like, oh, this is what it's all about. It's about the fulfilled life. And even though I've known this in different ways, seeing it visually, something really clicked for me. So this is what he says. He says, hedonia in short, and this is quoting, hedonia in short is about pleasure, enjoyment, and satisfaction, and the absence of stress. It is associated with physical and emotional needs, desire, what feels good, taking for me now, ease, rights, pleasure, self-nourishing, and self-care. So obviously that's not all bad. There's a lot of good things in there. But now let's compare that to eudaimonia. Eudaimonia is more complex in nature. And again, this is quoting, it's about authenticity, clarifying one's true self and deep values, staying connected with them and acting in accordance with them. It is about meaning, understanding a bigger picture, relating to it and contributing to it. This may include broader aspects of one's life or identity, a purpose, the long-term, the community, society, even the entire ecosystem. It's about excellence, striving for higher quality and higher standards in one's behavior, performance, accomplishments, and ethics. It is about personal growth, self-actualization, fulfilling one's potential and pursuing personal goals, growth, seeking challenges, and maturing as human beings. Now, eudaimonia is associated with cognitive values and ideals, care, what feels right, giving, building, something broader, the long-term, effort, responsibilities, elevation, cultivating, giving of oneself, investing in a larger aspect of the self, a long-term project, or the surrounding world, quality, rightness, context, the welfare of others. So I don't know about you, but for me, how I went from being on the tennis court and and feeling like I'm so damn happy, I feel so content right now, and just present and enjoying life, even though I really suck at this. And this isn't directly contributing to any business projects I'm working on or any you know, goal. I'm just doing it because I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying something new. It really sparks something in me. And I'm just so happy that I found this and how there really are these pathways to happiness and we'll say short-term happiness and the long-term fulfillment. So if you've just listened to this and you're like, Leanne, I still don't get it. How are you making all these connections? How did you go from stinking on the tennis court to talking about Aristotle and Hedonia and Eudaimonia? And I just don't really get it. And so here's my summary and here's why I wanted to have this conversation and share this with you. I think that we all want to be happy. We want to do good. We want to be good. We want to feel good. And we make certain decisions to achieve our desired state. We do X because we want to feel happy. We do Y because we want to feel, you know, 
loved. We do X because blah, 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 whatever it is. I believe that we all make decisions because ultimately we want to feel a certain way. But what often happens is that the decisions we make are surface level and they're fleeting because we want that instant gratification. We want to feel good in the moment. And when we make those decisions, you need more and more and more and more of them. And guess what? That's a dangerous trap to fall into because then it's like cocaine or drugs. You have a little hit. It feels really good. You're like, Ooh, that was fun. I want to do that again. And then guess what? The next time you do it, you need more to feel what you felt the first time. And then it's this slippery, slippery slope. And it is like this with things that, you know, are more, are, are better for us than drugs, but they can still be dangerous because in their nature, they're supplying that quick hit of dopamine versus going for something that challenges us, something that teaches us something new, something that is rewiring our neural pathways in for, for the good, something that is encouraging us, something that is helping us grow as individuals, whether it be mentally, physically, emotionally, most likely all three at the same time. That's where we want to live. When we're challenging ourselves, when we're learning, when we are doing things that are aligned with our value system, we actually start to cultivate a deeper sense of self. And when we cultivate this deeper sense of self, we then continue to make decisions that are more aligned with who we truly are at our essence and our cup becomes truly more full. And when our cup is full, that's when it spilleth over and we can really show up and we can do good in our life, in the lives of our friends and our loved ones and for other people in the world. And so there's my rambling on tennis, Aristotle, neuroplasticity, health benefits, hedonia, and eudaimonia. What do you think? Was this as interesting to you as it was to me? very curious because there was definitely something that sparked for me. And so I guess the better question that I want to ask you is when is the last time you did something new and you just weren't worried about the outcome? You did it just for the pure joy of it. You did it because you enjoyed doing it, even if you were horrible at it even if you didn't look good, even if you didn't sound good, even if you didn't show up perfect, when is the last time you did something totally new? When you stepped outside of your comfort zone, when you were vulnerable, when you took that risk, no matter how big or how small, and how did it feel? I would love to hear from you. Did you experience the same thing that I experienced where it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's something more going on here. Um, even though everything's kind of telling me that maybe I should feel down on myself or I should beat myself up or I should this or I should that, but I actually feel like I'm growing and actually just being this true version of who I am. And I'd love to know what is the last new thing that you've tried completely new and let me know if it was like new kind of for your mind, for your body, emotionally, all things combined. You can connect with me over on Instagram at Leanne Kalal. I'll link to it in the show notes. And again, make sure that you get on my newsletter. 
I send a weekly newsletter and you can reply to that and we can chat there too. Or you can leave comments on my blog because I have a blog where I share things. So make sure you sign up for my newsletter, www.theglojo.com. Go there, get on the newsletter list and head over to Instagram at Leanne Kalal. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it went down a few different rabbit holes and I was talking about fairly complex topics and I tried to do it in a really simplified way. I'll make sure that I link to the articles that I referenced in this episode and maybe even a couple other ones because I know that these were more abstract concepts, or maybe not abstract, but in-depth concepts. And I tried to talk about them in a pretty short and sweet kind of way. So if you're interested in learning more about this, I'll definitely link out to it. And thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, family member, loved one, spread the love. It's free to share. I appreciate it. Download, like, review, do all the things and join me next Tuesday for an awesome interview that I have coming out. All right. That's all for now. Have a good one.